Flex here from Death of the Reader. I'm joined today by Catherine Bleu-Manager, a powerhouse in the Australian book festival circuit. And I speak to her today in her capacity as the artistic director of Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival, a role she has had since 2019. Catherine, it's so lovely to get the chance to talk with you ahead of this year's festival. Welcome to 2SER. Thank you very much. It's very exciting. Now, I did want to address one thing now that I've finally had the chance to wrangle you here in person is that how did Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival come to be the name? Because I have to leave such a pregnant pause every time I say it to sound like I'm not giving a prerogative to the festival. Yeah, look, it's tricky. And I wasn't one of the people who actually started it. So but I have researched this because everybody says, so what does bad mean? What does it stand for? And I go rather feebly, well, it's bad as opposed to good. <laughs> I mean, it's partly because it's it's a humorous thing. Not that obviously that crime is funny. And sometimes we have to juggle with that because we don't just do crime fiction. We also do a lot of true crime and a social justice. But it's just kind of works. I think so. So I think we're probably going to keep it. But although we do say to people, we're not being flippant, we're not laughing at at awful, awful things that happen. I mean, one of my favorite features of the festival over the past few years has been the Fresh Blood panels, where you get debutantes together to talk yep. about their experience of getting their first book into the world, but also explore the zeitgeists that their collective texts reflect. Mm. Tell me a little bit about this year's Fresh Blood panels and how you go about picking from the wide array of debutantes we've had over the past year. Oh, gosh, it is really difficult. Let's take a sort of stupid reason there's pragmatic reasons. People can come, people can't come, mm. people live too far away. It costs too much money to get them there. But um, basically, I do an awful lot of reading. And I just sometimes just think, well, we've got to have that. And what is also really interesting is that, and you can see it in this year's panels, actually, is that themes come up and you think, yeah, that would go really well with that. But that's a completely different theme. So we've got a panel on Sunday that I've called when carers don't care because mm. it's really about when the caring just happened to be in fact there were more than three but those are the ones I picked books about when the caring professions really let you really let down the people they're supposed to look after and it's a bit like parental abuse of any kind it's it's sort of worse because they're supposed to be looking after people yeah i think it's also like it's it's slightly as sensitive and really in the limelight topic given how much we've all had to think about public health over the past few years so it's yeah. really interesting to see that like absolutely. public narrative put into the realm of crime and crime fiction um absolutely so it's even more distressing there are books that are starting to come out about the pandemic there's nothing I've seen about the toll the pandemic took in hospitals yet, mm. but that'll happen. You know, uh, that, but that's a slightly different, a different slant. I mean, we've also it's also interesting that um, crime writers are winning uh, literary awards, and not just crime awards, not just the Ned Kellys, but uh, we've got a great session called Three uh, Three Prize Winners Walk Into a Bar," which is actually held in the bar at yeah. the State Library and will feature a cocktail. And it's uh, sponsored by Open Book, which is the State Library's magazine, which is a great magazine and actually has stories by crime writers. So Sulari Gentle did a story there and various other people have. But that's looking at um, James Mackenzie Watson, who won the Penguin Literary Prize. And mm. I say literary prize, it's not a crime prize. Um, Vicky Petratus, who won the inaugural Alan and Unwin, it is a crime prize. And Veronica Lander, who won the Penguin Random House Prize. So they're you know, they are, they're very, very different books. It's, it's so funny to think as well, because I remember at last year's festival, I asked a question to the 
crime fiction literature of resistance panel to the tune of, you know, how do you think crime fiction can stand up and resist to the literary world only for, you know, authors to the tune of James Mackenzie Watson to go start winning these prizes. And I felt so vindicated. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But I mean, there are some, you know, there are some really extraordinary books uh, you know, that, so tomorrow we've got what I call setting the scene, which is scene setting is so important. I mean, in any writing, mm. but in crime, it's almost up there with world building in in spec fiction, really. And we've got four really different settings. And, you know, whether it's a city setting, like a sort of mean street setting with Sally Boothroyd, or whether it's North, North, North Sydney along the Parramatta River with Matthew Spencer, not a million miles from a certain school in Parramatta, but we, perhaps we shouldn't name any names. Um, and then two kind of rural crime settings. There's some very good writing there. Uh, it's not just, people just think, oh, it's just a story. And yeah, you know, a good story does have to drive uh, the book, but but the writing is not unimportant. And some of my really, one of my really favorite sessions is called Retribution. And they are interestingly two first-time crime writers. Yeah. And again, they pick up, and I call the, I keep calling the books that, although the books are not that, but that's what the session is about, you know, seeking justice when the people who are supposed to seek it for you aren't doing it. Mm. Um, and in this case, one is like a feminist revenge plot, for the want of a better word, by a group called Daughters of Eve, which I think is just a fantastic uh, title yeah. um, for the book as well. And the other is Michael Tearawa Bennett, who's a, a, a Maori New Zealander script writer. Um, and um, filmmaker, and this is his first novel, and it's really about Maori seeking justice for the appalling things that um, took place during the British um, you know, occupation settlement of, of, of New Zealand. So it's, look, they're both incredibly powerful books, and I think that the writing is good and the story's good. And what, I mean, I'll start ranting, and I'll stop, I mean, ranting <laughs> in a minute, but what I really like is that it seems to me crime fiction cover subjects which we're all thinking about in a really readable way. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And that last point you were talking about, like the the getting justice for communities that have been hard done by through history. I'm also thinking like David Hesker, Wandley Wyden with Winter Counts talking about like Native America. So it's not just here in Australia that we're like dealing with these mm. themes and it's really cool to see like our slice of that storytelling. Yeah. One of the panels I'm really excited for this year is, of course, the whodunit panel talking the metafiction of Solari Gentil and Benjamin Stevenson just talking about like zeitgeists. Yeah. Why do you think we're seeing so much metafiction in the world of murder mystery recently? Yeah, it's interesting, actually. It seems to me that many crime fiction readers don't think of themselves as readers with a capital R. They're not literary people with a capital L. They like a good story. We did call the show Death of a Reader for a reason. <laughs> Death of a Reader, yeah. But we're not, you know, we're not stupid. Yeah. Just because we like to read, just because we read uh, crime fiction does not mean that we're dumb and too too dumb to read real books, capital R, capital B. And I think maybe it's part of that. It's like, it's fun, you know, play with, we're playing with it. There's lots of, I mean, I don't like the label cozy crime, but fun crime, crime that says, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Mm. And don't you love it too? You know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just spoke with Pamela Hart, who's also appearing at the festival absolutely. about an A-list for Love death. Pamela. And what a hoot that book was. It's such a like unlikely story that fits just on the very edge of, as you say, things we kind of don't like to call cozy crime, but it's like yeah. really turning something that is normally a little bit grim into something you can just enjoy in the same way both yeah, Solari and Benjamin right. have. It's a really lovely, her second book's great as well. And there are a few, which is not something Australians do a lot. 
actually, interestingly, um, you know, so we've got in the session we've called that now for something completely, uh, slightly different, <laughs> um, to, to paraphrase Python. It calls me a headache trying to type that out every time. I tell you, it, it, I discovered, so I kept saying to the um, designer, website designer, why, why are you leaving out the strike? And she says it's almost impossible to do. She had to create a special kind of thing. So, yeah, so we've got Pamela Hart, who's talking about her new book, actually, which is uh, equally fun. Although I must say, I loved the dead body ad. Well, the dead body, all the dead, the bones under the mm. floorboards was my particular favorite. And Ben Stevenson talking about his book, and and Sue Williams, also a, a extremely uh, amusing. But you know, nonetheless, there's always something in there. It's yeah, they're all really different in the way that they do that. They're all really different, and they're all um, and they're all fun, but they're all not not frivolous either. I mean, one of the really great features each year in the program is the crime adjacent discussions as well. You know, you were talking earlier about the social justice bent of the festival, and it's all about those little thoughts on the edge of crime conventions like Middle Eastern crime, jailing is failing, the big reveal this year. Talk to me a little bit about telling the stories that crime fiction itself only brushes in the in those panels. Yeah, and I mean, there's also this, this, the session, Once the Violence is Over, which is about PTSD. And that, actually, one of the books in which it figures is a crime fiction novel. The other one is, in fact, not crime fiction. It's Marion Frith's book, a uh, novel, just plain, plain, quote-unquote, novel with a, um, a psychologist. Because I just thought, well, that's something that we don't really often think about. When I first read that, when I read this, novel this crime fiction book I thought hmm, that's where could this go but I think that I mean again I said we're not stupid people we like reading crime but we also think about what we're enjoying and not and we're not unanalytical so the um the Middle Eastern crime in Western Sydney was this is you know we hit that's a phrase we hear all the time everybody hears all the time and I was talking to Michael Mohammed Ahmad and we said well he said, let's pick into what that means. It's not it's not as clear cut as we might like, as many people might like to think it is. But then on the other hand, you've got somebody like Gary Jubelin, who now that he isn't a cop anymore, is reassessing what his perception of what badness, bad people and criminals were, which is quite an interesting, it's, so I've not finished the book yet, but it's, it's really going, did I get this right? Did I really understand what I was trying to do? And in fact, his phenomenally successful podcast makes it clear that that he's not the only one who's interested in, in looking into this in a bit more depth. But yeah, look, we've got the queen of the con, you know, mm -hmm. Kate McClymont, digging, digging as much dirt as she possibly can. And um, very successfully, uh, you know, she's talking about Melissa Caddick and, and that's the thing she's discovered extraordinary. And in fact, just as a side sort of thought, a few years ago, either three years or four, three, we gave the, um, the prize to um, we gave the, the danger prize to the um, the podcast the teacher's pet. Mm. That's interesting, you know what where that's ended up. Yes, I'll I'll put a I'll put a button in that, and I want to talk about the danger prize there because it's announced Friday yeah. night at the festival. And somehow your panel has to pick between The Enemy Within by Tim Aliff, Unforgiven by Sarah Barry, The Tribute by John Byron, Cutter's End by Margaret Hickey, Shelter by Catherine Jinks, and The Silent Listener by Lin Yoat. 
first of all, who is burdened with such an unenviable task? And second, tell us a little bit about the awards night. Yeah. Well, look, um, I just, I was an advisor. It was quite good. I actually read all the books, so it was not a problem. I'm going, you're not thinking of putting that on the shortlist, are you? And they, <laughs> I, I don't mean one of the ones that were. And they went, well, no. And I said, good, because, you know, you'd be without it. No, not without an artistic director. So I think <laughs> we had... No, I'm exaggerating. We had an awful lot of books. And the people who read them were the board members. So Sue Turnbull, I've always seen as the chair of the judges. I don't know if she was or not, but Sue is incredibly experienced. She's she's ever she's been a reviewer and a crime reviewer for, for decades. She's Icelandic or Nordic Noir is one of her things. Film is one of her things, and she's doing a really interesting session, the sideline about about that um, as well, about going from page to, to, to image and going from image to page. Yeah. So that's another session. Um, but yeah, so we we thought we'd start because much as I want to know who, you know, we want to know who who wins, um, we thought we'd start with a bit of crime trivia. Yeah. Um, true crime as well. It's not just not just crime. I know it's gonna do me in. I I, w- I would have been fine if it wasn't for the true crime part. <laughs> There's not very much, I don't think. I've just said you need a bit because some people are more true crime. Oh yeah. So if it, it, it would be unfair if if I could clean sweep yeah. it that easily. <laughs> yeah. But I mean Vicky Petratus, who's coming and who's a true crime writer. So she's probably going to beat her, beat everybody on the true crime questions. Yeah. So yeah, so we're having some of that, a few drinks in the gallery room at the State Library. And then and we've got a few of the winners there. We couldn't get Headley Dats at Thomas Down, unfortunately, but we've got a couple of past winners, Gary Jubilin and Tanya Bretherton. Chris uh, Chris Hammers in in Greece on the beach, I think. Um so, so it should be a really a really fun evening. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little curious because I know last year the prize was shared between Chris Hammer and Gary Jubelin, and I'm very curious to see if the panel comes to a similar decision this year, but no spoilers, well, no spoilers. I won't say anything <laughs> except that the focus of the, of the prize has changed. So up to now, it was about Sydney. Mm. It was portrayals of Sydney in crime writing. It could be true crime or not, or fiction. But now we sort of expanded our brief to, to setting. And that, I think, is to do with how much crime writing, crime fiction in particular, deals with the with, with today, with the realities of all our lives. Mm. So we've expanded the brief to, to being a, a story that most talk, that talks best in our view about the reality, past or present. It doesn't have to be contemporary, but it was contemporary once. Of crime, of crime fiction in Australia, of life in Australia, yeah. Australian life. Yeah, but last year really was it, it was just extraordinary. There were two books totally about Sydney and crime, brilliant books, but totally different. Mm. And I think I might have been the one who said, "Guys, you've just got to give two prizes <laughs> because they're so." For that reason, I, I think anyone anyone pressed to make that decision with any level of objectivity would absolutely like have to admit the same thing. If we're to be perfectly honest, look, it always happens that that you come across two books. I mean, I didn't have to make a call this time. But you come across several books, and they are equally good in different ways. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I'm not giving anything else away at all. The other thing that I did want to mention before I let you go, Catherine, is that each day this year also has a walking tour with Elliot Lindsay exploring the criminal history of the CBD. In brief, what do you think the most surprising thing you found out about Sydney's criminal past has been in putting these walking tours on the program? I suppose how much there is and how much you can still see or feel. I mean, I met Elliot in the back streets of Surrey Hills and he said, I'll walk that way and then turn right and then walk that way and that's where that happened and that's where that happened. <laughs> and, and look, it must be even more so in in countries 
that go back to the 16th, you know, like 15th, 16th, 10th century, they'd be in crimes, they'd be layer upon layer of crimes, but they would feel old. These feel kind of not that old. Yeah. And and the repercussions sometimes are still here. You know, nobody knows where Juanita Nielsen, what happened to Juanita Nielsen. Her family's still alive, her, you know, her extended family. And, and there's an awful lot of that. And there are some grim stories. I think the most upsetting one was in part of the Woolloomooloo War, the the woman in the suitcase, or it could be called the girl in the suitcase, the woman who died was found in a suitcase. Mm. And she had died. And I don't know how much you want me to say, but she died. I mean, this is this is early morning radio. I don't know how much people can stomach over breakfast. You can cut me maybe, but it was uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. an abortion. And with what's happening in America, you begin to think, yes, is that going to happen again? Mm. But the question was, was the doctor who performed the the the, the surgery, if I want a better word, procedure actually trying to kill her or not and that is a truly horrendous story so yeah there's a there's an awful lot to um to, to look at to think about and get your walking shoes actually i think all the all the crime tours are full except possibly the surrey hills i might have a couple of spaces there but otherwise we're really saying to people just come along on the day because in the past we've always sold tickets in advance but nobody comes on the day and i'm like well that's not what happened at writers' festivals. You're supposed to turn up and think, "Yeah, I fancy that one," mm. but not the other one. I I initially had bought tickets to both Who Done It and Western Sydney uh, ah. Crime because yeah. they're on at the same time, and they're two of the ones I'm most excited for. And I'm just I'm going to show up on the day and go one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, you'll be able to watch because we we zoom them all out to lots mm. of libraries as well as individuals. You're going to be able to watch whichever one you don't see in real life on the screen in a month. Well, I mean, so you'll be all right. I didn't. I didn't buy two, not knowing that. Just for the record. But... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, either way, Catherine, it has been such a treat talking with you here on Two SCR, and I'm so excited for this year's festival, which starts today. Good. If you're listening to this on air, Catherine, I can't wait to see you and all of the wonderful writers you've brought together for us at the festival. Looking forward to meeting you. This is 2SER 107.3. Flex here from Death of the Reader. I'm out of here. Back to you.